0: On this episode, it's the holiday season.
1: The holiday season again. Again.
0: Again. Again. For the third time. For the third time. It's the third Christmas ever.
1: The third holiday season ever. Ever since this comes out after Christmas. Merry happy, yes, yeah, even Christmas, <laughs> Jesus. It's still between Christmas and New Year, so it still counts as festive.
0: It's still in the holiday season. In the
1: holiday season.
0: Okay, roll it. Hi. Welcome to Ruin My Life, a podcast about forcing your friends to like the things you like. I'm Jason Edwards. I'm Kelsey Goldman. And this is, wait a minute, I say it says here in my notes we're not talking about Harry Potter today?
1: We're not talking about can, Harry Potter today. Can this be? We had plans to it then we didn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a Christmas, it's a holiday miracle.
1: It's a holiday miracle. It's mostly Christmas, this, this particular episode.
0: Yes, although you, the listener, are hearing this... Um, a few days after christmas shall we say
1: nobody's christmas tree is down yet come no, on no come on it's between it's that
0: <laughs> great week between christmas and, and new year's eve
1: that liminal space it's liminal space that Liminal that space
0: week. it's the week you know to kick back and scroll through all those best of year end lists you didn't read yeah. because you were too busy with christmas stuff yeah and be like oh i gotta see that damn yeah, so this is, that's what you're doing right now. You've taken a yeah. break to enjoy our podcast, and thank you for doing it.
1: We're just going to prep you up for next year, give you some new things to do next yeah. year.
0: Yeah, so, this, so, <laughs> <laughs> so normally you might think, well, you're doing a, a holiday episode. These are things I could do this year to celebrate the holidays. Not so fast. No. Pump the brakes, buddy.
1: I mean, you could if you want to. We're not going to tell you how to live your life.
0: But we are here to commemorate our holiday tradition. It's true. Of um, doing our Normal show basically uh-huh. but with holiday themed things
1: yes and exchanging gifts instead yes. of just one of us getting a gift
0: yes it's a, it's a, uh-huh. it's a it's a thing exchange
1: it's a thing exchange we exchange the things
0: yeah so it's 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 two for one
1: Woo-hoo! double
0: your double your pleasure double your fun
1: double gum
0: double mint gum and this uh you know Kelsey, let's start with you okay this this uh this holiday season what was the holiday tradition or you know a bit of holiday? You know, um, 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 you know,
1: ephemera, ephemera,
0: accoutrement. that that little <laughs> bit of holiday magic that you gave unto me.
1: Um, so I bequeathed unto you, um, a Christmas album because I love a good Christmas album. Of one of my, you know, you know, you love your favorite artist and then they release a song, a, a CD that's all Christmas. Come on, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Why wouldn't you love that?
0: That's great. Sometimes,
1: sometimes, sometimes it's bad. <laughs> um, but I Jesse
0: J, I'm looking at you. I'll <laughs> see ya a little bit.
1: See, you made a Christmas album. Yeah, that's weird. Like Jesse J, I understand she's got a like jazzy voice. I can see how she could pull off a lot of standards. See, has one of those <laughs>
0: like songwriter's voices.
1: I mean, even that, like, because Ingrid Michaelson made a Christmas album this year, and it's pretty good.
0: Is it the originals?
1: I think there's one or two.
0: The one thing I like about C is that she she did all originals. She did 10 m- original tracks. A m-
1: bunch of new Christmas songs. Yeah.
0: Into it. As yeah, so we'll get into, well, sorry, I, I don't mean to derail this. Kelsey, yeah. please continue.
1: Um, So I gifted Unto You um, Emilu Harris's Light of the Stable album, um, which is a traditional uh, thing that I listen to every year. <laughs> um, there's a couple particular songs that, like, I can't go – without without hearing and it, it doesn't feel like christmas um just some fun facts uh the album originally came out in 1979 um but the version i have was a 1992 re-release the version mm-hmm. I'm, I'm used to at least i just remember because the the one that's on spotify now is like a more recent re-release <laughs> and i was like this isn't right this is not the cover the cover has Lou in a big red dress and a bow <laughs> <laughs> and the original cover has her like looking like mary it's it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um yeah, so my mom introduced me to the album. It's you know, Emily Lou Harris is a, a bluegrass country musician, folk musician from, you know, the the seventies and who has, you know, sort of lasted in this uh the way that, you know, Dolly Parton and Willie Nelson and those people have kind of stuck around.
0: She is a titan of country music.
1: I would call her that, yeah. So sort,
0: of, sort of I think vaguely associated in, in the way that well i guess in since all those older country artists are sort of now considered a little bit more alt alternative yeah because the way country music has changed so, so drastically yeah but she i think it would be associated with sort of the original wave of alt country in a sense yeah because she is um you know for those who don't know her work especially they might still know her from her association with the Gram parsons perhaps um one of the forebearers of alt country as we know it today <laughs> just, just a thought she's she's a she's a big name though
1: she's a big name yes um i think i discovered her via the uh my mother and this album (laughs) but also like on my own via the oh brother where Art thou soundtrack because she is on that a couple times Uh, yes um
0: (laughs) the the entry point for many a budding bluegrass fan
1: it's true um so this album's nice and short it's like 10 songs um
0: well the original is 10 songs the
1: original is 10 songs the
0: 2004 expended version is what 13 13 songs yeah and they did that weird thing where they put the new songs inside the track listing yeah like they slot them in in between other songs yeah that there. no you just
1: you're supposed to put them all no, at the very, end very
0: very weird don't try to don't do that how does don't anyone do like that,
1: that? not, not about that if you
0: have like a, like an emotional attachment to an album like you do you, yes. you describe this to me if you encounter these new songs in the middle of the track list you're gonna be really confused and weirded yeah. out.
1: And you know me, like I don't listen to albums in order. Like I never do that. True. That. But because I had this CD, I listened to this album in order. Like I oh, expected it to come in a very particular order. So that that really threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> but the the opening song, "Christmas Times to Come," in is is particularly a um uh a song that I have to hear on Christmas during the Christmas season.
0: That song is very country it is it's very bluegrass it's maybe the most on um, the it's, album it's the first I think song on the album it's it's the most, most bluegrass
1: but we always listened to the album when we were driving to my grandmother's house or or wherever we were going on christmas which was off to my grandmother's house <laughs> um which is a, a long ride into the eastern kentucky hills <laughs> like oh boy. so it was very thematic
0: over the proverbial river
1: and through the woods
0: through the metaphorical woods
1: the actual woods uh, yeah. Some of the time. <laughs>
0: and the metaphorical woods.
1: Also the metaphorical woods.
0: As in a dark night of the soul type situation. Obviously. So Kelsey, how does this compare it to the other Christmas music you listened to as a as a youngling?
1: I think like my um the two Christmas albums that I like really remember growing up listening to were this album and like an album of like Christmas classics from like Pottery Barn or somewhere <laughs> like that. That releases like, you know, like a random holiday season thing which was just like you know bing crosby and and you know the, those types of of like mid-century crooners yeah doing you know the holiday season just, maybe it's cold outside just those.
0: the most basic standards yeah the, the farthest the furthest back you can go without getting to In excelsis deo yeah non-hymns yeah although some of those are hymns, yeah I we did like
1: i mean this so this album is probably the most like religious christmas, christmas music i listened to if that makes sense
0: it makes very much sense because I yeah. was going to ask you, Kelsey, who is the titular light of the stable? Would I, you care? Would you care to venture a guess? I, I know you're not. I, I don't think know if you're.
1: It's Jesus.
0: Okay. <laughs> it? Do you feel good about that?
1: I I guess
0: because you don't know for sure, do you? I
1: mean, come, come, let it shine so bright.
0: I mean, because I don't want <laughs> I don't want to give too much away here, but you know, is it Jesus? It is Jesus. Okay. <laughs> but you, you are you are Jewish.
1: I am. I am Jewish, as established previously in <laughs> yes. My Life Canon. As, as is canonical. <laughs> you are
0: canonically Jewish. Um, uh, how did this... I'm just curious about what your Christmas situation was as a, as a child and how this sort of like... this like ov- overtly religious music fit into that, your experience of that.
1: So my mom technically converted to Judaism to marry my dad. My parents got divorced when I was four
0: so it was a great call
1: um (laughs) uh my mom we didn't go to church or anything but like christmas was always like a thing that happened and my grandmother and my mom's sister were a lot more like like went to church and stuff they also lived in a more like rural churchy area than we did um but like we always had a christmas tree we always did stockings you know we did santa claus until i was old enough to not do santa claus anymore
0: how old was that kelsey
1: i don't remember so pretty young probably
0: Mm, okay (laughs) um it sounded like you were hesitating because maybe it was too old
1: no i just i don't remember
0: i actually don't know either
1: yeah i i want to say like 10 or 11 (laughs) is that old
0: that feels about right yeah (laughs) you reach that point where your parents are like hey this is from santa and you're 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 like like, yeah okay did your
1: parents did your parents wrap santa gifts
0: um, it, sometimes, usually Santa gifts were, were unwrapped.
1: Yeah, Santa gifts were, like, we did, like, one big gift, and it was unwrapped. Yeah.
0: like when you, it disappeared in the morning. W- when you got the Nintendo 64, that thing was right out there, up front, front center, Christmas morning. From Santa. Heck yeah, let me get at that thing.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, so we did, like, Christmas, we had, we have, uh, you know, a lot of decorations and stuff that go up every year, and I think my mom, like, it's still, like, I think at this point, like, for me, Christmas was a non-religious holiday. Like, it was a just, you know.
0: So, you, your mom grew up, was raised in the Christian tra- tradition. It's true, yeah. So, but growing up, you had no, like, your experience of, of Christmas wasn't as, like, a. It was
1: not Jesus-based, no.
0: Okay. I mean, that, I think that's probably true to some degree for most people. Most, yeah. like, um, you know, Americans, at least, I guess, mm-hmm. or. Yeah, that's not true. I mean, there's. Just, I mean, because my parents are. We are. I was raised in the Christian tradition, mm-hmm. uh, Episcopalian though. So it's like you know.
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: there's, there's not. I a lot don't of, know. There's, I, not, there's not a lot of hardcore. I know that's different from like. I'll, I'll tell you that.
1: What like my mom was raised as and what Sarah was raised as, but I couldn't tell you the difference. What was your
0: mom raised as?
1: I like first Christian Church. Or... I don't. I don't know what that was. Denomination. I don't know what the you, denomination was. Okay. <laughs> Do I need to pop in? And <laughs>
0: um, Julie if you're listening right in uh, ruin my life cast at gmail.com what was, what denomination were you raised in give us a shout give us a shout um okay but th- my, th- my point being like I had, I had an understanding of Christmas as a religious thing it was one of the two times a year my family like reliably went to church okay we were one of, we were those people mm-hmm. um, so but it was still like that wasn't again I wasn't like very strongly Religious as a child yeah. or as an adult. And so it was never, like, the foundation. Yeah, for, It was never, like, central to my experience of Christmas. I
1: have been to church on Christmas a couple times. Um,
0: it, gets, it gets pretty packed.
1: I went to Midnight Mass once, Ooh. which was weird.
0: How was that? Why?
1: Uh, we were somewhere with some people who were going to go.
0: Who, Catholics?
1: And then I've definitely been to a couple of, like... Oh God, again, I couldn't tell you the denomination, denomination but very, like pseudo like i've been to like a you know
0: christian youth
1: like service where there's like a rock band
0: and <laughs> i mean not not i mean most church i would say a lot of churches nowadays that have rock bands are not youth based They're well just there was like,
1: like two services going on and one was specifically youth based they had a cool rock band i guess i don't know. play
0: some rock and hymns yeah
1: but yeah, I've only been to church on Christmas like I've only been to church like twice, <laughs> but <laughs> I've only been to church on Christmas um a couple times, and I yeah, I just I don't really associate Christmas with Christ,
0: yeah, I mean i'm i'm I, I get that and it's, it's it's honestly the more I'm thinking about, it, the more it's kind of the same thing for me. yeah, I'm just curious because this music is so very Christian,
1: well, and I think that's like also I think music, especially like. Bluegrass music or, like, country music has, like, roots in places that are very devout and and also it just, Christmas music is good music and sometimes it's about Jesus. Sometimes you just want to hear a good song about Jesus. <laughs>
0: but not because you are, say, pro-Jesus. Yeah. Okay. It's a good story. Which <laughs> is a good story maybe yeah. the production is good yeah the way it's done or or sang or mm-hmm. told is is you know thrilling like and i watch
1: the the like frank rankin bass little drummer boy every year but like i don't really see the bigger picture other than like you know it happened well it didn't happen it, d- it didn't happen <laughs> <laughs> like the I, the thing i'm watching happened <laughs> <laughs> it happened and someone made it someone made it and yeah
0: you are watching it yeah that happened
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm just good. I mean, just, if you ever wonder, like if anyone out there is wondering how people can listen to say violent or somewhat misogynistic rap music, for (laughs) example, uh, and not be sort of troubled by that inherent contradiction between the content and who they are as a person, this sounds like a pretty good reference point.
1: I mean, I feel like there's so many people who are not like devout Christians who listen to Christmas music, even the Christ driven Christmas music. Like I don't, I don't think it's, like, that weird. <laughs> I don't know
0: if it's, I don't think it's weird. I think it is interesting. Yeah. Because this is, like, music, like, this is about, you know, the birth of the Son of God as a Savior mm-hmm. um, in, in a very, very Christian sense.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm just, like, you know, cu- I'm just curious.
1: I think there are a lot of songs, like, that have transcended their Christian meaning in the the popular zeitgeist.
0: Give me an example.
1: Like Silent Night, like that's technically
0: Jesus, Lord of Thy Birth. Has yeah, like, but I don't contents. sing
1: that and think about Jesus.
0: Really? No. It's a. It, it's it's directed to Jesus. I
1: know. I just I don't. I like the words don't have that meaning. It's a pretty song.
0: Well, I guess I guess the liberals have won. The war on Christmas has reached its zenith.
1: It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I think a, a lot of these songs, are they're just so in pop culture that they don't. And like, that's the thing I was saying, we whatever we're watching just now is like, wait, people sing Joy to the World in church. And you were like, yeah, it's a hymn. And I'm <laughs> like, oh, OK, I guess it is. <laughs>
0: the, the second line is the Lord has come. The Lord, the Lord, the, the, world.
1: Lord. the Lord is come. Isn't he come?
0: He has come. <laughs> thank, you for the, thank you for the correction. <laughs> but you know that Lord is? It's
1: Jesus. it's Jesus. But does it have to be Jesus?
0: Uh, who else would it be? I don't know. <laughs> Fascinating.
1: Yeah, but let's talk about this album. Maybe. Unless you have more you want to delve into with Jesus and I, I kind of feel like
0: we are talking about it. I don't know. <laughs> like, do you have more specifics of this album itself? Are you, like, song well, I wanted song to know you want to like, what you
1: thought of it because I asked you to listen to it because this is like a very specific... Thing that I listen to every year, and you have opinions on Christmas music. I mean, what you hear <laughs>
0: are basically my opinions. My my first thought was like, wow, this is really, really like old school traditional cri- Christy.
1: <laughs> it's Christy.
0: It's very Christy. It's beautiful. She yeah. has a lovely voice. The the orchestration is all great. Um, y- you know, I'm not a huge fan of the banjo, but I yeah. still appreciate it. the The remastered mm-hmm. version for all the weird, I skipped around and avoid the new weird songs but the um mm-hmm. the, the remaster is really good it sounds great mm-hmm. um there's some i really my favorite song is probably the last song the titular song mm-hmm. light of the stable because it has some great harmonies courtesy yeah. of i believe neil young the uh, linda linda ronstadt and dolly parton
1: uh yeah willie nelson
0: i think willie nelson is on angel eyes right yeah is that right um so it's just great to have you know hearing people hearing other people from this era pop up on other people's songs is always a joy I love to me it, right I, that's young always very like fun this? i think neil young is doing harmonies on Live at the stable mm. hmm. yeah so i appreciate that Mm-mm. i think it's it's a it's a well-made album i think uh, again everyone involved in it is very talented uh you can tell it's sort of a maybe a little, a little dumb but i always think you can really tell a album has a is really stacked in terms of like the, the musicians involved in it mm-hmm. if you go to the wikipedia page yeah. and all the personnel have their own wikipedia page yeah <laughs> it, it's not quite everyone on this this one yeah. but it's like 90 percent of the people involved in this album have their like are, like are notable enough to have their own page on wikipedia
1: i also think that i i really enjoy this album and i like you said i think it's like a really high quality christmas album from a singular artist and i feel like it is like the the time and effort put into it were no less than like if she was releasing a non- holiday album which i feel like kind of releasing a holiday album now is kind of like a cop out sometimes to like let's release new music but like i don't have to write any of it and like you were saying like sia's album is like she wrote all of it right um not that not that you know emily harris wrote any of these songs but (laughs) um there
0: are some original songs in here though yeah like the titular song i believe angel eyes is this is the first recording of angel eyes
1: yeah um But, I don't know, it just feels like a really well-produced, well-put-together album, whereas I feel sometimes, like, there are good Christmas albums that have come out recently, but, like, sometimes I feel like an artist is just like, well, I guess I'll record a Christmas album, make some extra money.
0: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I don't think think there's, I think there's maybe still a little bit of that to this, because this Mm -hmm. did come out about uh, five months after she put out her most recent, like, (laughs) full original album. Yeah. So, I, I, whenever someone releases a Christmas album, I always feel like there's some degree of, like, yeah cynical cash grab but that's i mean you know yeah that's that's present to some degree in any art you release to the public so true. what is the what is the exact like point mm-hmm. where that becomes unsavory i don't know i would compare this i think most um the, the most um contemporary thing i can compare this to is uh, john legend's recent christmas album that came out this year mm-hmm. which is very good uh has like a couple of uh, really good original songs mm-hmm. but it's mostly covers mostly traditional songs but it's got some like the production is real. I mean, he's got a beautiful voice. Yeah. Um, but it's got some. I'm trying to look up the name because I want to get this right. Because this person's basically a soul slash R and B legend. Um, <laughs> yes, a legendary Christmas, mostly uh, produced largely by Rafael Sadiq, who is a big name in R and B. Name sounds and, really familiar. Yeah, you, you've um, he's he's one of those people who's like a big figure in the world who doesn't yeah. like always take the front and center. But yeah, just but it's a you know it's mostly great just to hear this person with this voice doing these songs and there's a few new ones that are fun but largely it is the execution and the production that really make it stand out yeah. and that's to me comparable to what this is yeah which is to say it's not really the kind of christmas music i gravitate towards just personally me i like christmas music that's more um about festive festive yes more usually honestly my my bigger draw is music about christmas yeah because i'm I like Christmas a lot. I yeah. think it's great. I love. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember what Kirk Cameron says in Saving Christmas. <laughs> of hot chocolate, the presents, growing the Christmas beard. What a weirdo! I also
1: like Christmas a lot.
0: Cuz, can you just drop that monologue in here? No. Oh, okay.
1: Because then I have to watch Saving Christmas again. If you wanna, if you wanna send me the clip of the monologue, I will put it in.
0: So I, I do curate a list of. Um, i do i do curate a christmas mix every couple years or so <laughs> i make my own little christmas mix of music I gotta and, download that. and i i often put together it's typically i try to avoid any covers of like traditional songs not because i'm against them really but because i sort of i just don't gravitate towards those songs i i mean i i hear i don't mind them so much and that's probably due to my having very luckily never worked like serious like long-term retail <laughs> so i've never been in an environment where i was forced to hear christmas songs over and over again the way people who work at the mall or any sort of like department store will be from you know october 12th onward well, yeah and you didn't work
1: at the museum in the the age of two Punta mayo cds
0: <gasps> no i did you did yeah
1: because that was always hard yeah two two ten song cds all day <laughs> well,
0: by the time i got around to it it was like we were completely in charge of the cds uh, yes. so we could basically do whatever we wanted to <laughs> um uh, good museum <laughs> but some so i'm but i'm very like i like music that is festive and like joyous like you know uh mariah carey's um uh all i want for christmas is you i mean that album song.
1: might be the best christmas album of all time
0: it's a great song. That's I like the rest of the album, too. This, this is why I have to sort of... This is what led, leads me to, to make my own Christmas mixes is because yeah. I don't... I can't get through a whole Christmas album because I... Like I get, by one artist? They're usually stacked full of, like, you know, old songs. Yeah. That I'm like... Some of them are okay, but most of them are like... I just get no... I get nothing out of them because they are, like... They are so divorced from all meaning. And not just the religious ones, like even the secular ones about... Mm-hmm. Christmas and you know the the stupid Christmas song.
1: The holiday season.
0: That's the holiday. Well, that one's great. Yeah, that, I d- that's. I I don't like
1: the Christmas song.
0: Yeah, but anything in that genre, anything like, like the the dumb reworked version of "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas," the the the
1: not sad version, the shining
0: star version, the not sad. Hate version. it. Get, Give me get, that angsty version. Get that s out of here. Give me that.
1: Meet me in St. Louis, angsty version.
0: Mm, I want it. But I, <laughs> I but I love I love Christmas. And I think it's a fascinating cultural thing we have. Like it's like it's like this one day based around a holiday that uh, like uh, a lot of people celebrate, but well, a lot a lot more people don't celebrate. Well, I
1: mean, and, but it and dominates Christmas
0: our cultural our, our like cultural space, like our entire world for over a month.
1: Well, the whole thing with Christmas is that like Christians, <laughs> original ones. Like a while ago, maybe the
0: original ones like like, like Paul. adopted a lot of
1: Christmas what we now think of as Christmas traditions because they were secular or not secular pagan traditions. True, like almost every religion celebrates something around this time of year, just because it it, it you know was. The whole, like, th- there's a reason that, like, the traditions are are for, to, like, it, paganism especially are, are so similar to Christian traditions. Christ- Christians were trying to, like, cover up them mm-hmm. yeah. celebrating the birth of Christ. Because we know Jesus wasn't born in winter. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I think I, I, I kind of always assumed were it more um, prominent, I would have sort of celebrated, like, the winter solstice or like you know because I, I like that this time it's festive and it's warm and it's you know it takes over our lives for like a month but i wish it was more inclusive
0: <laughs> yeah i mean this is i mean to to, to that point like the fact that it is like, winter we, we, we do have a, uh, <laughs> uh, that's a whole other podcast, a whole other podcast. The, the fact that we do have this like celebratory like in some way like like a you know, festive and sort of life-affirming holiday in the dead of winter. In the dead of winter is like really sad. cool. <laughs> I, I I mean honestly, this is the dorkiest thing ever. But there's like one of the the Doctor Who uh, Christmas episodes has a great bit early on about how
1: you're allowed he, to be dorky.
0: Yeah, he, yeah. It's it's from the Moffat era, which always had pretty good uh, Christmas episodes. Just to be fair, True. like the rest of the, those seasons were garbage. Um, but there's <laughs> there's a the part where there's a it's an offhanded reference to how like you know basically in this alien world where where christmas is not the same thing it is for you know christians on earth it's just is like you know it's a it's a time when then like at the like the darkest point of the entire year people sort of like come together in a celebratory uh, affirming fashion which is like always stuck with me because that is like really the thing i like most about it same is cuz literally like like 4 days after the shortest darkest day of the year we have this like nice fun sort of like f- good feelings thing and it's um and and I I'm thinking now you like you, you you make a good point it's it's almost as if the like Christmas it's it, it both has become sort of divorced from the the Christian context Jesus way. is just an
1: excuse yeah but it's sort of <laughs> but it
0: always was yeah like it existed independent of that to begin with yeah so it's not that it was it's been like removed it's like it sort of has always been a, a little bit detached because it was never about that originally yeah
1: we all choose to apply our own meanings to christmas
0: yeah so christmas really is is not even a christian holiday nope so the fact that all the trappings around it have like nothing to do with with the you know with the story of jesus
1: suck it kirk cameron Mm -hmm. yeah yeah (laughs)
0: yeah take that don't
1: try to tell me the tree is the cross no
0: oh boy (laughs) and those presents don't they look like a skyline the skyline of New Jerusalem. Oh God. It's okay Kelsey, it's okay to be materialistic. Because Christmas is about Jesus becoming material. Oh God. That is <laughs> Sidebar, if you have not seen Saving Christmas, please do. It's so fucked up. It's, Wait, it... is this
1: episode not about saving Christmas? <laughs> no.
0: I mean it is about us saving Christmas, yes. Okay. But it is not Saving about Christmas
1: the... by taking the Jesus out of it. Yeah. <laughs> we're
0: we're we're taking back Christmas. But That's gonna be this this episode. It's gonna <laughs> be us like back Christmas. Like, the, the, like the cover of Saving Christmas, where Kirk Cameron's like jumping away from a giant exploding Christmas tree, and <laughs> it's the two of us. With candy
1: cane nunchucks. Yeah, and,
0: we, and now we've got candy cane nunchucks.
1: Obviously, um, but yeah, no, I think it's I think you've hit the nail on the head there.
0: And I love and a lot of the, the music I, I'm drawn towards all towards is also very sad because mm-hmm. so I think one of the things other I also really maybe not enjoy but sort of appreciate and like am fascinated by about Christmas is that there is like everything around it like all the good stuff is always there's always like a hint of sadness to it like just right on the edges probably because it takes place at the darkest saddest time of the year yeah and always like you know the idea of it's it's, it's such a holiday of promise and expectation which so often leads to disappointment and sadness (laughs) uh, in this in this broken world in which we live so so I I like that's the reason why this sort of Christmas album as much as I can appreciate it Mm -hmm. I'll never really connect to it i get because that. you know even uh, partially it's because you sort of grew attached to it as a, as a child mm-hmm. and oh yeah of, i can't do that obviously but also it doesn't it's just it is so different from my experience of and like the things i love about christmas um but i do i do like it a lot mm-hmm. it's very pretty and that, that, that last song really is like beautiful i love some good harmonies
1: yeah the, the honestly the first song and the last song i think are my two my two favorite songs on the album um I think it's also, like, the sound, like, you know, the bluegrass sound, just, like, it was always, it felt like it matched, like, where we were going, you know? It was thematic. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) I mean, I can imagine hearing Christmas Times" to come in while driving down the roads of eastern Kentucky (laughs) to see your grandmother on Christmas time. Yeah, that's a very, that's a very fitting song. Yeah. How could that not make an indelible mark upon your Mm -hmm. small Soft psyche yeah.
1: I mean that said my like my personal Christmas mix has like that and then followed directly by that river by Joni Mitchell which is just like not even really a Christmas song but also angsty
0: <laughs> I wish I had a river I could skate away. On. <laughs> Sorry, the first. Ver- I'm sort of more familiar with the Robert Downey Jr. version. I
1: don't know that version. Uh,
0: it's from Ally-, Ally McBeal.
1: Wait, I think he was on one of your mixes. It was it's on the first one because yeah. I, I love that <laughs> song,
0: and that's the first version I heard of it. So that's all I really know.
1: Um, but speaking of Christmas being fun,
0: cause Christmas can be fun, giving
1: us some laughs. Yeah. Time to switch gears.
0: The year was 2005. <laughs> Family Guy had been off the air for three, four years. Off the air. Yeah.
1: Family Guy went off the air in 2005?
0: Family Guy, longer than that, or before that. Family Guy ran originally from like 98 to 2001 and got canceled. Really? Did you not know this? No. Family Guy, let me pull up the... I thought
1: v- it was on the air when I was like in high school.
0: Well, well. so here's the thing. It ran on mm-hmm. Fox from, when was it? 1999 to 2003 was the original run. Fair. And it got canceled. And then it got picked up by Adult Swim. Where the reruns aired constantly. Uh, And it was so popular that it got basically brought back on Fox in, like, late 2005. However, uh, that was, like, October, I think. In May 2005, a new show by uh, Seth MacFarlane was released on uh, Fox called American Dad.
1: American Dad.
0: Meant to replace sort of a family guy.
1: The family guy aesthetic.
0: Yeah. Sort of meant to replicate that same... And you can tell, like, from the setup of the show, it's, like, the same basic, like, character, family type setup. Not quite the same... Personalities really at all. But I,
1: I will say that my experience with Family Guy is uh, peripheral. I can't say that I've ever watched a whole episode.
0: I, I, I went through the whole ups and downs of Family Guy from, like, <gasps> being, you know, 12, 13, and, like, in high school and being, like, Family Guy is so funny, man, to being, you know, in late high school and college, like, man, Family Guy is for, 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 for chumps, for phonies, <laughs> to being... You know, late college and being—I don't know—depressed <laughs> and being like, what can I watch that will that will just shut off my my brain and let me stare at the at the screen for half an hour and, and just have no thoughts? To coming to coming around uh, post college and being like, oh, this show was like really, like horrible in a lot of like very like sexist, racist ways, and I don't know if I can watch this anymore. So you know, I've been through—I've been through the whole process. You've done the whole thing. I've experienced it from every possible angle. Yeah. But. So, American Dad... American Dad, was, which is what we're actually talking yes, about. ...was meant to replace Family Guy, but then Family Guy came back, Ooh. which sort of, I, I it believe a it, it, was, it was that that, like, caused, like, because when Family Guy came back, Seth MacFarlane basically left American Dad. He kept doing the voice work for, for yeah. several characters, but he was no longer running the show. He left it for, like, the two head writers. And so they sort of, like, were left to develop their own thing, which they did, which is why American Dad became a show you can still watch now <laughs> and not feel too terrible about there's still some especially earlier on there's still you know there's still some off-color humor but you know that's going to come up especially in a show that's been running for 13 years
1: which is crazy
0: yeah um so so american dad is a show that sort of started off as a very pale imitation of family guy but with no cutaway gags basically and eventually developed into a show that actually had like storylines in its episodes (laughs) and like (laughs) characters because family guy is just a joke delivery machine with like you know yeah, I mean, you haven't really watched it, but I'm sure you know the... I know
1: the you, premise. You, you think
0: that was bad. What about the time when this happened?
1: The baby does something cut, vulgar.
0: Cut away to like a pop culture reference. Yeah. yeah. But American Dad became more about <laughs> stories and, you know, the things you might want to watch a show for. <laughs> and they got really good at making Christmas episodes. Yeah. And they they had one. I think the first one was in... Well, Hulu says I'm wrong about this. But mm-hmm. I believe the first episode, the first Christmas episode, was in season three. Mm-hmm. And then there's been, so been, been one not every year, but sort of off and on since then.
1: Now, which one was the first one?
0: So we watched, I'm going to say, the first, I did not count them, the mm-hmm. for The first six. I think
1: five. I want to say six. Maybe six.
0: The first American Dad Christmas episode that we that, that aired was called The Best Christmas Story Never Told. It's one where he goes back in time.
1: Okay, yes. That one was good. I liked that one. The
0: second one was uh, The Most adequate Christmas Ever where Stan dies and goes to heaven and has to sort of earn his second chance at life. Yeah. The third one was I Can Do This Rapture's Delight which Rapture's Delight was sort of that's from season six. Mm -hmm. That was really a turning point for a lot of people who hadn't really thought too much about the show before but it's such an out there and like bizarre and like over the top and really clever and creative christmas episode because the rapture happens <laughs> and the show turns into a, a a post-apocalyptic mad max style action drama and then ends with the implication that the rest of the show that you watch is all set in the main character's mind after he dies <laughs> uh it's good stuff that's, that's that's the first three then we watched for whom the sleigh bell tolls probably my personal favorite where they fight the army of um of
1: elves and santa claus stan
0: yes. actually shoots santa and then no, santa, steve shoots santa. steve shoots santa excuse me because
1: stan gave him a machine gun yes and then <laughs> santa
0: resurrected leads an army of elves against the, the smith family with a great subplot about um roger trying to make the the world's strongest whiskey five was season's beatings right where where where, where uh stan beats up roger while well, he's dressed as Jesus and gets mm-hmm. excommunicated from the church. Of course. And in order to get back into the church, decides he has to kill the Antichrist.
1: His daughter's adopted son. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the section
0: we watched was Minstrel Krampus. Yes. Which is a musical episode about the Krampus demon. So these these episodes, um, and there are there are a few more Christmas episodes they've done since then, but I haven't really incorporated those into my my holiday Rituals, mm-hmm. but these six I have to watch every year, okay, because I just they make me very happy. They are uh very sort of silly, and that you can you can see in them how the show has evolved from like a sort of kind of you know c- clever but still a little bit sort of half baked and uh undercooked a lot of food metaphors for that sort of hmm, sort of term <laughs> uh, into a show with like very sharp writing and a very sort of unique like pacing and style over the course of those six episodes because they take place over like the first 11 seasons the show's been on for a long time really. <laughs> but i think and like and i, I watched them so much like i, I got point out to you they're like individual like little beats like they have nothing to do with the overall plot line they just have burned their way into my head um when the when stan's dad abandons him in the krampus episode he does that long he, he sort of like realizing he should have expected this to happen, sort of has a long beat where he goes, yep, yep, <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep. And it's, I don't know, it's so in my brain whenever anything, like, I'm disappointed by something, that's the first thing that pops into my head. Yep. Yep.
1: <laughs> should have known. And
0: then basically every scene from the uh, For Whom the Slay Bell Tolls episode, with the, especially with the um, Robert, Robert Toddford Williams. Robert, Bob Rob Todd, Todd. Bob Todd the the wise Bert, old cra- the wise old cracker who brews the world's strongest whiskey
1: with forearms. <laughs>
0: you are my kin, and I will let you drive my Camaro after I fix the goddamn drive shaft. Um. I don't know. How did you feel about these? I didn't. I wasn't able to get a real read on you when we watched them just now. If you said you didn't like them, I'll be so sad.
1: <laughs> I never would have watched them if we hadn't have done this. Well, you
0: never watched American Dad before at all.
1: Yeah. Um. I I didn't love them, but I enjoyed them. Um, I will say why I liked the the first one where he goes back in time. Yeah. I liked that one. Um, I, conceptually, I thought it was fun. I mean, it's very like, you know, this is what we do for a Christmas episode. Um, you know, Christmas Carol riff. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy the turn it took because like the whole idea of like, well, why didn't Scrooge just run away? Yeah. <laughs>
0: He's taken into the past by this ghost and before she can like teach him a lesson, he runs off to kill Jane Fonda to to make sure Christmas is never liberalized and like stripped of meaning.
1: Yeah, Um, I I enjoyed that. Um, The thing I did appreciate about the rest of them was the continuity between the Christmas Mm -hmm, specials, mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, given that they were a year or sometimes more than a year apart. um, The whole sort of It's a Wonderful Life riff in the the following season, you know. Getting a second chance, all that, all yeah. that stuff. um The angel comes back. The the angel comes back. Santa comes back. You know, Santa
0: comes back having and like response to the events of the previous yeah. uh, year. I, I um, like the continuity. The antichrist there. from the, the sort of the, the jump the forward rapture, in time from the rapture yeah. episode is like the fixture of that next yeah. et- season episode where he's the baby. Yeah. It's good stuff and it's sort of it, it, it does I mean it's they work by themselves as in the in the Christmas uh, uh, yeah. series but also it's a good example of how the continuity works in the American Dad series which is not especially unique but it sort of is it, it's there. Mm-hmm. It's there to a greater extent than you might think.
1: Yeah. Well and I like the idea that like after Rapture's Delight like supposedly you know there's the idea that everything is happening in Stan's Heaven
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so like anything that happens after that can just be kind of explained by heaven magic <laughs> if we want to.
0: <laughs> so sort of the way I think about it is that that is that you sort of have to place um you have to place Rapture's delight at the very end of the series chronology <laughs> because at the end Klaus is, is mounted on the wall so yeah he, he couldn't appear in any su- subsequent episodes. Mm. Uh, but you have to imagine that the 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 baby Antichrist episode takes place before that. Obviously, right? He's, he's, the Antichrist is a child there; he's an adult in, in Rapture's, Rapture's delight. Light, yeah. So I, I I typically sort of in my mind, I guess, place that episode just at the very end of the series after whatever amount of time has passed. I
1: feel like after the series ends, we should go through all of the Christmas episodes and put them in chronological order and watch Mm. them.
0: (laughs) I'll do it. Would you? Yeah, I'd do it. Would you watch them?
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, like if you're here, I'll watch them. Oh, I'm not gonna nice. go watch them by myself, but Thank I enjoyed you. them. That's nice. I didn't. I didn't I'm not re- gonna fold it into my Christmas tradition watching. It's okay. But it is. It is also. I have very few things that have made it into my Christmas tradition watching nowadays.
0: It's a yeah. For me, it's basically the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've had very, very few things can break in once it's been said. I yeah. guess. Uh Which, 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 kind of sucks because yeah. when you when you like watch things like in a ritualistic way, you're trying to recapture something. And so it's, like, it is good to try to make new experiences that you can then, like, try to recapture later. Mm-hmm. That's sort of it. And, I mean, that sounds kind of, <laughs> like, hellish and purgatorial when I put it like that. Yeah. But it's it's, it's, it's nice in a nice way.
1: Yeah, and I think to get a little sentimental here for a second, I think yeah, that's... Yeah, bring it,
0: bring it down. Bring us down.
1: Bring, bring it down. Um, I think that's what's been really nice about, like, our sort of becoming adults with, with the, like, friends and traditions and stuff. We've been able to sort of, like... Like, our whole, Chris, our whole New Year's Day thing, mm-hmm. like, sort of just happened, and now it's a thing we do, and, like...
0: The New Year's Day movie marathon. Yeah, yeah. and I
1: and I really enjoy it, and I think it's, like, one of my favorite, like, traditions, like, because it, it feels... It's not something we do because someone else told us to, or, like, we grew up with it. Like, we made it ourselves, but not on purpose.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: we just watched all these movies one year, and then the next year, we're like, wait, how do we recapture that? Yeah. Like, I love that, and I love that that's, like, a tradition we have now. And I think there is something to be said for making those new traditions, so it's it's hard to capture those things. But I think also we do, like, a a, a movie watch every year with our friend group before Christmas yeah. as well. And I think that's been a really great way to, like, sort of capture something Christmassy yeah. that's not always the same, but we're, like, introducing new things into the into the festive fold.
0: It's great. Um. You know, we watch, we watch one fun thing every year. Then every year, the second thing we watch makes someone freak out in some way. <laughs> Whether it be, you know, you know, us surprising you and traumatizing you with Saving Christmas. Yeah. Or me yelling at everyone about Elf uh, last weekend.
1: I think I was asleep for the yelling.
0: No, you weren't. You called oh. me a dick.
1: Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: good movie, though, Elf.
1: Was it? You didn't really seem to enjoy it.
0: It was good. <laughs> I was, you know, I felt bad. I felt bad mostly. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't, I wasn't trying. I was, I was, it was, you know, sometimes bits go wrong. Yeah. Sometimes you're just trying to joke around and then things just take a turn.
1: I also sometimes am not in the right.
0: Those, those are the hardest ones.
1: Because I did that to Andrew a couple of years ago too. I just what? like, he's trying to do a bit and I just called him an asshole. <laughs>
0: yeah. Poor guy.
1: It's my fault really. I ruined the bit.
0: You, you ruined Christmas. I ruined Christmas. Hey, Kelsey.
1: You know, if I have too much eggnog, I just like sometimes my sense of humor isn't as highbrow.
0: Well, so, yeah, sometimes I just lose calibration. <laughs> you gotta keep a tight hold on this thing, you know, this, this 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 quip machine I got. You just been spraying bullets all over the place. Uh, so it I might get kill it. Santa. Yeah, you might kill Santa. <laughs> uh, you know, just I'll I just say, folks, keep an eye on how much you drink. Yeah, you can, you can drink to whatever point you want. Just be aware of how much you're drinking. Be safe.
1: Don't this holiday season.
0: Be safe. And you know, if you do want to, you know, get drunk, just get up every now and then and walk around. Know you're in tr- a
1: safe space with people that love you. Yeah,
0: and just like, just be aware of like you know, be aware of yourself is what I'm saying. You can you can have fun in, like lose and still be sort of keep yourself in check to a certain degree. <laughs> Not say I mean you know come on you're you you're, you're almost thirty years old.
1: We're all friends here.
0: <laughs> we're all friends here.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. One problem I have with this year is this is the first Christmas um since 2014 where there's not a Star Wars movie coming out. Oh. So I don't like that.
1: Don't love that. Cuz we would go see that too. Yeah, we would, we
0: would we would go see that together. Like
1: as soon as we get back.
0: Yeah, we didn't even see Solo together. I know. Which uh, you're not missing anything. I
1: didn't I watched it on the plane back from Thailand. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's the appropriate way to watch a to watch yeah. Solo is on a plane. Which
1: I was like not as terrible as I thought it would be, but not good.
0: It really just passes right through you. Yeah. It, it's impossible to imagine someone getting like actually mad about it. Yeah. But it's also really difficult to imagine anyone like being enthusiastic about it.
1: Yeah. I thought Donald Glover was great.
0: Which, oh, he's great. Yeah. The cinematography is actually, I think, really good. The cinematography was very good. It's, 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 it's very it dark. It's a pretty movie. It's, 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 mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's unconventional. It's not what you would expect. Yeah. It looks very unique. I
1: actually very much like Woody Harrelson in it, too.
0: Woody Harrelson, I mean, he's just being Woody Harrelson.
1: Yeah. But I usually like him in things, so.
0: Um, anyway,
1: we're not talking about Solo.
0: No, because why would we? Why would we? I've, I've already forgotten we were talking about it. <laughs> Everything I just said I just, is that now out of my brain But forever. no Star
1: Wars movie coming out this Christmas.
0: Oh, uh, that's a problem. Which is a problem. That's why we had to watch the holiday special.
1: <laughs> Which is bad.
0: They should have run that in theaters.
1: Don't do it.
0: It'd make more money than Solo did.
1: They should oh! re- they should recreate it with the current uh, <laughs> trilogy cast. Like, um, word for word.
0: I'm just imagining um, uh, Ray in the... Uh, in the Luke role yeah. with the same like weird, like caked on makeup and yeah. blonde hair and like the big, like weird eye makeup. <laughs> Just like, Oh, Hey R2, what are you doing? Um, who the are British. they? Who? Okay. In, in the, in the new, in the remake of the holiday special, I don't know how we got here. Who is, who is, <laughs> who is trying to get back to their family? Cause it can't be Chewbacca again.
1: Right. Cause it was R chewy. Chewie. Is it like, is it a pork? Maybe
0: I would watch those porgs run, roll around yelling <laughs> porg stuff for way longer than I watch. Exactly it's definitely a it. porg,
1: but that put I think that puts Ray in the Han role.
0: Right, Ray in the Ray in the Pork. Ray in the porg. Right,
1: and then I think Finn in the Luke role. Right, and Poe in the Leia role.
0: Suppose the one singing at the end. Yeah, we know he's got a pretty good voice. He was <laughs> Lewin Davis.
1: Yeah, I'm into it.
0: This is good. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like this, there's, we're missing someone for the... It should, no, it should, it should be... Um, uh, I mean, I love Porgs. I feel like it should be the... Um, I can't remember her name. She's the woman who voices the alien.
1: Oh, well, the alien... Which alien? Lupita?
0: Lupita, her, yeah. Lupita her, character. But I forget
1: the character's name. No,
0: Everyone does. <laughs> uh, maybe it's her going back to see her family.
1: I feel like she's just a guest star. You're I feel right. like because we need to have a whole scene where we don't know what people are saying. And so she speaks be the porks. English. So it has to be the porks.
0: <laughs> well, it's because the porks aren't even humanoid. They're just birds. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. It's Ray traveling with that weird thing that Luke milks in The Last Jedi. <laughs> that weird blue alien with the, with the udders. That's it. Uh, That's imagine then. watching like a little kid version, of, like a little like child in like a, a, yeah. like, a weird mask with one of those things faces on it running around a big tree house but who are our special guest stars uh it's got to be someone not too famous right um uh, james corden's probably in there yeah
1: probably definitely james corden's definitely in there he's in the the one like the guy who comes to their house
0: no wait no it's gotta be like eric eric stone street because um because the guy from the honeymooners is in the holiday special it's gotta be someone who's like not at peak fame anymore yeah Maybe maybe one of the friends. Who's
1: I mean, from, I feel like all of the friends except Schwimmer are like.
0: They're doing pretty good. Yeah. Maybe it's David Schwimmer. Maybe it's Schwimmer. maybe he's back. <laughs> Who sings the long boring cantina song? <laughs> um, Betty White. We bring in another Golden Girl.
1: Well, and like what band is in the weird?
0: No. Oh, in the hologram. Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably Twenty One Pilots.
1: Probably.
0: <laughs> yeah. So we've we've got something here. This, this is this something. Is, here. This is pretty good.
1: People would watch this.
0: Yeah, people would watch this. Yeah. Of course, it's Star Wars. People Star will watch Wars. anything. Uh, should we wrap it up?
1: We probably should. We got we got a little off track there. Yeah. That was our pitch time, though. Hey, we we got it right. in there.
0: We we, we 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 reverse engineered pitch time. <laughs> uh, feels good to be back pitching.
1: Yeah. Pitching things.
0: Pitching and bitching.
1: The new the new Star Wars Star Wars holiday special.
0: Uh, it's just so nice to talk about something besides Harry Potter.
1: I still think it should be a porg.
0: We'll get the porgs in there somewhere. How about this? The animated sequence is all about porgs.
1: <laughs>
0: but it's, it's like. I it's forgot like, there's
1: an animated
0: sequence. The animated sequence is. Well, you already tapped out at that point, I think.
1: No, I tapped out slightly after that point. Because <laughs> I, I, re- I remember it. I, I just said blocked it out. What
0: you do for the animated sequence is you recreate. Han's the, face just looks so weird. You recreate the weird Boba Fett animated sequence from the first one uh, with all porgs. Uh, like, porgs are in the roles of Han, porgs are in the roles of Boba Fett, Chewbacca. Luke, Darth Vader, and the in the the, the screen. Mm-hmm. It's all porgs. Mm-hmm. It's a porg theater. I love it. Nailed it.
1: Nailed it. Uh, well, another year. Disney hit us up. Yeah, Disney. They <laughs> they own that, right? Uh,
0: yeah, they they do. <laughs> I don't know if they have the rights to the original one.
1: Because mm, it was on like CBS, right?
0: Yeah, but I don't know who I don't I don't know who has the rights to that. I assume Lucas had it then at some point, right?
1: Well, we know, isn't the rumor that Carrie Fisher had a copy?
0: It's true. I don't know.
1: So, Billy Lord? <laughs> does, she, does she own it now?
0: Hey, Billy Lord hit us up, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Uh, someone someone work this out.
1: Someone work, someone gonna, work this out. Whoever has the rights to the original holiday special, let's remake it.
0: Let's Listen, we are, we're just the idea people here, okay? Yeah. We're, we're, we're here to create a vision, and you're here to execute it for us. It's true. This has ruined my life.
1: You got to ruin our lives with the That's holiday right. special 2.0. That's right.
0: 2019, <laughs> we're getting ours this time. <laughs> This isn't, we're not giving out this this shit for free anymore.
1: Oh my god, the next episode's going to be in 2019.
0: I know. Crazy. Do you want to I mean I, I feel like we should do some 2019 like based content, but you know, we're recording this like December 19th.
1: What is 2019 based content? Like
0: you know, like looks forward, to, like what are we gonna do next year, what's oh, it gonna be what like? What are
1: we gonna do next year? We're we gonna finally hit that Veronica Mars. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'll read Infinite Dress. I,
0: I think you're, I think you're in the hole about seven episodes from me right now. So yeah, it's I gotta, re- be, I gotta read Infinite Dress next year. It's Just gonna be all Jason year. all the time.
1: I gotta read Infinite Dress next year. Well,
0: well, we can discuss that.
1: Yeah. You don't want to talk about Infinite Jest anymore?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe now is not the moment for it. Maybe now is not the moment. Yeah. But yeah,
1: you, you have got to come up with a lot of things for me to do.
0: Well, I, I've got a few. Don't worry.
1: Yeah. I feel like there's some that I've been meaning. We got some podcasts we need to talk about, I feel like.
0: Yeah. Anyway.
1: It's weird to talk we about can, a podcast can, on a podcast. We can take this off the air. Yeah.
0: Special Christmas thanks to Danny about of the Weeping Willards for use of their song, Outside in the Rain, from their self-titled album, available now on Bandcamp.
1: And special holiday thanks, I guess. Hanukkah's over, so and it's been so, over for so a is while. Christmas, but it's like been over for like a month.
0: <laughs> is that that's that my fault?
1: No, good tidings <laughs> to Carly Sussman who designed our logo. You can find her work at Carly-Rose
0: Special Yuletide greetings to you, the listener. <laughs> Keep on listening. Rate and review and thanks for watching and subscribing
1: tell a friend
0: tell a friend or just keep listening man just keep doing what you're doing it's all you gotta do is plug us into your ears and let it go
1: you should also listen to our
0: companion podcast companion
1: podcast that is the term yes Yes. Andrew Ninja Warrior they just did their year wrap up and they're gonna keep going
0: they're gonna keep going and you you know he's he he didn't do it this year
1: he didn't do the thing
0: spoilers whoops
1: spoilers (laughs)
0: Uh, but they're still going. It's still going forever. I think I think Andrew should eventually like. Hopefully, I think he'll he'll overshoot the goal at some point mm-hmm. and just become like super buff and powerful, <laughs> like too buff, for, too buff for the show. Too buff for the show. That's my hope for the podcast. Yeah,
1: but uh, there's some good um, Santa Ninja Warrior content on the most recent episode, so check that out.
0: And yeah, other than that, we'll we'll see you in 2019 because we we can see you. We can. We can. We're looking at you right now.
1: You better watch out.
0: You better not cry we coming <laughs> oh and lord we coming
1: <laughs> now we say appropriately for once happy, happy holidays. holidays
0: i love christmas i admit it i love everything about christmas time i love the cookies I love the fire. I love the presents. I love the stockings. I love the tree. I love the fudge. I love the lights. It's a great time for growing out the winter beard. I love everything about it. I love the music. I love the carols and the hymns. I love all the kids. And I love hot chocolate. Well, Kelsey, happy holidays.
1: You did it without me.
0: Oh, I forgot that was our sign-off. I was just, I was just, I was just wishing you happy holidays. Oh, thanks. I cut that. Cut that. Cut I that.
1: that. I might put it at the end. <laughs>